Welcome to yet another decade uh, in in memoriam episode, in review, as it were, um, and maybe review will be on the list uh, that we're doing. This list, um, I tweeted out that I wanted <laughs> to do the top five television shows of the decade, um, and six people liked the tweet. Um, no one responded to it. <laughs> so I wasn't sure if that meant that six different people were interested or if they just thought it was a good tweet. Um, but I decided that I would reach out to them one by one. And then the first person I reached out to was my sister. And she said, yes, she would, would do it. And that's, uh-huh. that is who the person I'm talking to is, is Nicole Mello. Thank you for being here. Always a pleasure, Dave. You are now, this is, you did the, the Christmas specials. You did Black Panther moments. You did movies nominated yep. for Oscars. Yes. Marvel characters. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So now you are the first en- entrant into the Five Timers Club. Oh, my goodness. I need a jacket. You do need a Our jackets will be olive green. Um, oh, phenomenal. It's great. Um, oh. I thought about talk- talking movies with you, but our movie one, we kind of, like, we talked about Lady Bird and Phantom Thread and The Martian and La La Land, and I feel like it wouldn't, a movie list wouldn't be that different from that one. No, it would not. I think The Martian would be very close to the top, if not at the top of my list of best movies of the decade. It's certainly been a Matt Damon kind of decade. Uh, really? Uh, Dame Cade? Da- a Dame Cade. A, Dem- a Matt... I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll say Dame Cade. Uh, <laughs> not for now. Uh, Dame Cade, uh, Judy Dench's sister. <laughs> what? Okay. Dame- they have different last names? Dame Cade Dench. Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> yeah, we're doing TV shows. Um, you wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> what is it? You wouldn't be able to tell that we were. No, you wouldn't. Um, <laughs> but wait, we that's, are. That's what, like, I feel like I have all these lofty ideas of things that we could do. Like, I was like, oh, last year I was like, we should do Hamilton songs before we see Hamilton. It's now been, <laughs> it's now been 13 months since we saw and Hamilton. It has indeed been over a year since that happened. <laughs> Thought about Jonas Brothers for the concert. That didn't happen. Uh, oh, yeah. And now here we are. Television we shows. Um, it's all good. It's all good stuff. Um, Knives Out was pretty good. This is, oh, yes. This episode is coming out uh, this Thursday. So Knives Out will be timely to mention as opposed to a conversation I had with Zev about like Isle of Dogs that I still haven't posted yet. Um, oh, my God. But yeah, Knives Out, uh, if if we were doing Knives Out character top five, how close to the top would um, Chris Evans be? He would maybe be number three. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, there was a article published about Knives Out, and they were interviewing different people about the movie. And they said, question number five, um, Ana de Armas. And they said, that's the question. And one of the responses was, that's an excellent question. My answer is yes. My answer is yes. That would be my only response to Anna Darmus. It's like yes, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So it's a great time if you want uh, either of those or a Daniel Craig doing a Southern accent. Um, but that's n- none of these people have starred in a TV show, um, unless you count Chris Evans uh, being on the Tonight Show, starring Jimmy Fallon. Which is not in, in my top five. It is not in my top five. Um, we can just let's just jump right in. Uh, my number, oh, yeah. my number five is uh, a show that had movie stars in it. Um, it's called Wet Hot American Summer, First Day of Valid. Camp. Valid. 
it is based on Wet Hot American Summer, uh, of course. It's of course. Star- the movie stars in question here are Paul Rudd, Bradley Cooper, Amy Poehler, um, as well as people who joined the fray for um, the show, like Jason Schwartzman, John Hamm, Kristen Wiig. And it's just, honestly, like, if you love the movie, this is just, like, I think it might even be better than the movie. It's very tight. It's very solid. It's very funny. Uh, absolutely correct. Yeah. There's the summer of 2015 was great. I would watch one episode per day and eat a freeze pop. Um, and it was very lovely. And hearing, <laughs> hearing Chris Pine sing higher and higher from the roof of the summer camp while Josh Charles punches Paul Rudd in the face is about what television <laughs> should be. That's peak this decade. It really is. It's peak like, if you want a distillation of what, what actors mattered in 2015, it's pretty much Wet Hot American Summer. It was just that. And it's a, it's a Netflix original. Uh, so I don't, people with the binge models out there, and they're like, oh, do things weekly, do things binge. Just, you know, leave Wet Hot out of it, I say. <laughs> One at a time. What do you have as your number five television program of the 2010s? Funny enough, mine is... <clears throat> Sorry, mine is also a Netflix original. It is Stranger Things. Ah. Truly one of the best shows I've ever seen, ever. Love Stranger Things. Dipped a little bit in season two for me. Came back up. Season three came out this this year? Fourth of July. Yeah, this July. Loved it. Watched in a, in pretty much a day. Really saved it for me. One of the best shows. Just truly everything about it was phenomenal. So, so happy. It is. I did a much bigger list um, of like 75 shows, and I included Stranger Things in like the 20s, I think. Um, Heck yeah. I wrote that um, Stranger Things was great because it is the closest, it is the television equivalent of like the nerd kind of big fan cultures that have popped up around things like Marvel or Star Wars. Netflix for that has Stranger Things as their blockbuster kind of thing. Yes. Um, and yeah, I think uh, Steve Harrington, Steve the Hare Harrington might be the, oh, yes. the television character of the decade. I I would agree. Absolutely. I love um, his arc in all three seasons. He's very good. Until Arguably one of the best parts every single time. He goes from a dick to a guy with a baseball bat with nails in it to a mom. It's very He's nice. just a really great mom. He's a great mom. Um, <laughs> Joe Keery, as well as um, Steve the Hare Harrington. Yeah, it's a good pick. Stranger Things, probably the biggest TV show, uh, aside from one that I might mention later. Um, oh. But my number four... We're going to move away from Netflix here for just a minute. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to one that's an anthology series on FX. Oh. Um, season one had Billy Bob Thornton. Season two had Ted Danson, Jesse Plemons, and Kirsten Dunst. And season three had Ewan McGregor. Season four is apparently going to have Chris Rock, but that's going to be a 2020s kind of thing. Uh, but I'm talking, I'm talking Fargo. Uh, season you one. Fargo. It's great. Um... Season one is basically the movie uh, revisited, and it's very good. Um, mm. Season three is this like uh, back and forth war between Ewan McGregor brothers um, over a stamp. Uh, and it, but season two is the most perfect uh, season of television I've probably ever seen. It is incredible. Um, 
just I don't even want to spoil what makes it so incredible, but there is like there's sci-fi, there is crime, there's elements of true crime in this as well, and it's just every single episode is perfection and I remember just watching episode nine and my jaw dropping. I couldn't believe that they were doing what they were doing and it just scratched my creativity itch. Truly one of the greatest TV moments of the decade is I think the moment we're both thinking of. Yes, where everything just gets flipped on its head. Yes, truly. And who among us can forget when we ourselves saw Jesse Plemons? Yes. In the flesh. On Late Night with Seth Meyers promoting the season finale of Fargo. The very same. The one we have just been discussing. We saw him. We saw Adam Driver um, of, yes. of Girls fame. He Girls, uh, also emblematic of the decade. Um, oh, yes. But I think Adam Driver at the time was surely not promoting Girls. Um, uh, 2014? Was, no, 2015? Could he have been promoting Star Wars? I think so. No. No, not if season... Must have been? Hello? Maybe he was promoting... Patterson. That must be it. <laughs> it must have been Patterson. He sent Jim Jar... Jim Jarmusch was like, go out there on Seth Meyers and get me Plemons. <laughs> Bring him back for me. <laughs> well, Fargo's great. Did not star Adam Driver, but... Maybe your number four show did star Adam Driver. It did not. Oh, no. My number four show was Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Aha. I, it's one of my favorite shows that I watch. I think every episode is great and that it's only gotten better, which you can't say about most shows. Once it hit its stride, it has only been improving. I think Andy Samberg is phenomenal. I think the entire ensemble cast is phenomenal. And I am a big lover of comedies, and this one was is just very, very good, and luckily still going into the 20s. Absolutely, you know, if we were doing top 10, you, you might have to slide it, slot it in right there at number 9, just for synergy. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a good pick for number 4. Uh, it's one of those shows that it came out pretty much fully formed, like everyone was like, oh, uh, this, this Michael Schur, Dan Gore... Andy Samberg cop workplace comedy is going to be a very good show and then it started and it was a good show and it has not stopped being a good show uh, it's just kept being a very good show I think some of the funniest episodes are now when it's on NBC I think so too the honeymoon episode with Holt and all the slut t-shirts is just oh amazing. god yes <laughs> so good it's phenomenal and they've built up such a mythology like the Halloween heists and the Pontiac bandit so many great recurring elements of the show that you come back for every year and we were just talking about how the Halloween heists are some of the greatest episodes of television of the decade. They somehow pull it off where, like, you're like, oh, this one's just going to be another lame. It's got, like, there's no way they can keep up the pace of the Halloween heist. And then they just keep pulling the rug out from under you to the point where, like, they did one. I think the most recent one was when Jake uses it to propose to Amy. It just keeps... Oh. So good. It was phenomenal. Also, every use of cheddar. Cheddar. That's not cheddar. That's just some common bitch. <laughs> Can you say that? Uh... Can I say what? We're speaking here on the podcast. Uh, we're thinking that she might have just dropped Does that. Does that make this podcast all right enough? What was that? Hello? Oh, you went up on me for a second. Uh, did you say the podcast is R-rated? Is it now R-rated because you said bitch? Uh, Yes. 
I've, I've also, no. I think I've said come before. <laughs> it was already there. Yeah, I think I also, in the episode I did with Jen, I said creamed my jeans. Um, well, you've definitely said it in this one. I've also said it in this one, yes. Um, <laughs> and bitch, bitch puts us over the top. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, excellent pick. Mike Schur, uh one of the best uh, oh, yeah. out there. Um I'll go into my number three. We're gonna head back. We're gonna head back to Netflix for this one. Oh. Um, it is. Let's see. Let me think about this. Yep, it is the only animated show on my list. Um, it is BoJack Horseman. Oh. I just. I remember it first was announced that they were doing the show, and I was like, "That's a weird title," and it's a weird concept, and it's one of yeah. those like weird animation styles that like I'm not gonna like, but. Yeah. But then I was like, well, Will Arnett, Arrested Development, Aaron Paul, Breaking Bad, you know, Alison Brie, Community. It's all Amy Sedaris, love the Sedaris siblings. It was like, oh, this could be, you know, I'll at least give it a shot. It got horrible reviews out of the gate. Nobody liked it. Nobody watched it. I started watching it, and I was like, I am going to stick with this. I remember Aunt Jackie was visiting us while I watched it. Um, oh, she, yeah. she was not in the room for the episodes, thankfully. Uh, yes. But... I stuck with it, and now it's become so acclaimed that I think many have said it. It's it is their show of the decade. It is not my my the show of the decade, but it certainly is one of them. Uh, few shows can just operate in the realms of extremely dramatic meditations on depression and the trauma that is inflicted upon us by our parents, and uh, supreme silliness about spaghetti strainers that build up over the course of a season. And I think that it, it just is perfect for my sensibilities. And it's ending next month. It'll be very sad to see it go, but I am glad that they're going out on top. I agree. I love BoJack Horseman. I will even raise you. I loved Tuca and Birdie. I think it deserved way more than the one season that it got. I'm so sad to have seen it ended. It was almost my number five on this list. And uh, from our from our same folks, but what a what a couple of good goddamn shows there. It's tough because when a show gets canceled, we usually are like, Netflix, save the show. But what do you do when Netflix cancels the show? Now I have to go to... I'll go to literally anyone to get more of Tuca and Birdie. It was so good. I think the best we can do... Um, I have not seen Tuca and Birdie, but I do like BoJack, so I assume I would like it. I should. I think anyone who is in the same boat as me should probably just watch the show, and maybe the data will be like convince them to bring it back in the wake of yeah. being BoJackless. This podcast will save Two Gun Birdie. All six of you who listen to this and four of you who are bots, please do your work. Hashtag um, save Two Gun Birdie. Gotta save him. I assume Tuka is the toucan. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't realize. I'm not sure what animal Birdie is. She's a, she's a bird. Oh, she's well, a, that works. What is she? She's a swallow, I think. It's weird how they get specific with Tuca for Toucan, but Birdie is just bird. Yeah, she's just a birdie. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, that works. Uh, is your number three going to be Tuca and Birdie? They would be like, I'm not going to put it in at five. I'm going to put it in at three. No, but it is my only animated show on here. That's crazy beans. It is. It is Bob's Burgers. Oh, another B show. Yes, another B. Beans, Bob's Burgers, the whole shebang, and also Bojack. But Bob's Burgers, I think... Another show that has only improved with time. One that was even able to convince mom to watch animated show. She liked it. I'm 
every episode I think is great. Not only are they able to really hit some amazing comedic notes, but they also hit some really deep heartfelt notes and some very accurate ones. I just, I really like it. It's very, very emotional and also very, very funny. It's an absolute peach of a program. Absolutely. Uh, it's uh, I, a lot of, like, The Simpsons is great. Um, and there's a real heart to The Simpsons. Uh, I don't yeah. know if it has been uh, having a heart in the past 10 years. I haven't watched it. Um, yeah. Uh, Family Guy is very caustic and mean. Uh, I, I, I don't think I really know enough about the other Fox animated comedies to comment on them, but Bob's Burgers seems to separate itself by being just like a very kind show um, where the family yeah. loves and supports each other and the people they come into contact with. And the best example of that I always go to is um, the, the connection between Bob and Marshmallow. <laughs> Phenomenal. It's just, it's very, it's very wholesome and, you know, they, they're another one like Brooklyn Nine-Nine where they have the great Halloween and Thanksgiving episodes. There's a, there's a movie version of the show that's a musical and a murder mystery coming out in July of next year. Phenomenal. So that's something, uh, but yeah, it's a good pick. Um, I always like the episode where, um, Gene finds the John Hamm toilet in the forest and then rides it over a cliff. Yes, a phenomenal episode. I remember when that one came out. It's hilarious. Um, uh, hilarious. It's a good pick, yeah, for sure. Um, Bob's Burgers. Uh, we're really, you're, we're really hammering home that you know network TV can still be good. Um, which speaking oh, of yeah. network TV and the word good, honorable mention, shout out to the Good Place, uh, for sure. Um, but I'll move into my number two, which is not the Good Place. It is a different show that starts with the letter G. That would be Game oh. of Thrones. Um, oh which I think is probably the biggest show of the decade, uh, at least in terms of popularity. Uh, it was monocultural. It was just a behemoth that really got away from them at the end there, I think, because I don't think they could handle how big it became. I personally have a soft spot for that final season just because I like most things. I don't really dislike things, and like honestly, I don't think too deeply about the show, and just to see John hanging out with all these characters at the same time was enough for me. Uh, but, and there was some fan service that I enjoyed as well. Uh, and that, oh, epi- yeah. that episode two of the final season was just beautiful. Night of the Seven Kingdoms. And Absolutely. Yeah, that, I think that is reason enough to justify the existence of season eight. Um, I, I agree so wholeheartedly. And you know that I'm the same as you and that I am, I'm a simple person. I enjoy most things. To quote, to quote Kenneth on, I guess, semi-honorable mention 30 Rock that started the decade before, went into this decade uh, there are two things I love in this world, everybody in television. Yes. Truly very much this. All I need is to see Brienne get knighted. All I need to see is Sansa and Tyrion hold hands and have a meaningful moment, and the entire season is just fine by me. I'm a very simple person. Exactly. We're rooting for our characters, and then they have good moments, and then it pleases us. Yes, exactly. We're simple. We're just a couple of simple siblings. We enjoy what we like. Exactly. I don't. I didn't even all the flaws that people pointed out about Game of Thrones. I didn't even realize that were problems until after the fact. Yeah, I just pretty much watch, and I'm like, "This is the story I'm watching," and then it ends, and I'm like, "All right, well, that story, that story ended." Exactly. I feel you. And even like aside from the season eight of it all, there's like. Incredible episodes before it, you know, Jamie. Oh, some really phenomenal episodes. Jamie in the bath. Oh yes. Tyrion's speech. The Ah. winds of winter with with the Tower of Joy. Phenomenal Tower of Joy is one of the best. Yeah, there's so many great moments, and that's like 
I know you t- you told me to watch Thrones, and it took me a while to get into it, and eventually I did watch it, and you know, it just paid off. It was my my favorite drama of the decade for sure. I'm so glad it paid off. Did your number two show pay you off to put it up there on the list? It did. Not only that, it is the honorable mention, which you just mentioned. My number two was The Good Place. Oh, The Good Place. That's why you were so quiet about it? Yes. I'm like, oh, I can't comment. I have so many comments. I, watching the season, the first season of The Good Place, I was like, this show is great. I'm really glad I'm watching it. Fun. Great characters. Loving watching Kristen Bell. Really liking to getting to know these characters. Liking Ted Danson. When the season ended, I lost my mind. Season two came in, and I'm like, this show has gone not only from good to great, but good to, like, phenomenal very quickly, and it has not strayed. It really is, like, like now you've now your list has included three network TV shows, which has been a narrative of the decade is, like, the fall of network television, and yet here we are with these shows that are either the good place where they're trying insane things and basically the show is about what it means to be alive, which is a big swing for network shows, or it is uh, more of a traditional mold like the workplace comedy or the animated family, uh, and we're seeing these last bastions carry on, and the good place is like easily, I think, my favorite of all of them. Uh, it was hard not to include it in the top five. I think... If it had had its final run of episodes in the decade and they were, like, as good as they have been recently, they would probably make it. But I just was like, you know, it sucks that it got cut off, but it's still just great. Uh, the most recent episode about Chidi. Uh, oh. Unbelievably good. Uh, unbelievable, I cried at the end. I just, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is just fraught with emotions. Like, you see the little baby and, the, like, the little baby Chidi, and yes. they, they play it for a laugh, but you're still, like, you can think about it, like... This is the moment where the person who they need to save all of humanity was born, which is a very cool moment. Um, And that's another one kind of like BoJack, where it goes back and forth between, like, extremely, like, meaningful ideas and extremely silly humor. Uh, Yes. Just the silliest concepts, but also concepts that have made me openly weep and need to pause the show. Yes. It can be quite the philosophical uh, juggernaut. Yeah, and it's one of the, like, and now I'm thinking about, like, other workplace comedies, and I'm thinking about, like, Superstore from this year, and how some of these shows that stand out, they stand out because of the characters, really, and the performers who are playing those characters. Like, even apart from network TV, like, I almost included Barry, because you see these performers, like Henry Winkler, and you see Bill Hader, and then you watch Superstore, and you see, like, you're just seeing all these amazing performers who are giving it all to these characters, no matter if they're on HBO or network TV or Netflix, and no matter what they're in, just committing so hard that it's just creating such amazing television to watch. Even if you've seen the concept a thousand times, they're making it new. Absolutely. Uh, You definitely said it very well. That's what I think is the driving force of Mike Schur shows. Like The Good Place is definitely more story heavy than like say Parks and Rec. Oh yeah. Um, but it starts with it starts and ends with the characters. That's what matters most. Um, Absolutely. We had the good place. Definitely a great pick. Love the good place. Um, very excited to see how they wrap up um, in January. And oh yeah, heck yeah. Speaking of uh, shows that hopefully have not yet wrapped up, um, my number one show oh. of the decade 
is something that is technically it has technically completed its run as a television program, but we're still holding out hope for that movie. It is Community. Um, yes. It's just it like I think The Office is my favorite show of all time, and I think Community is right in there at number two. Um, and it started in 09. You only really lose like the pilot and a couple good episodes from the first half of season one, and then the yeah. rest is all in the decade. Like the pillows and blankets, the the paintball, the Dungeons and Dragons, the GI Jeff, the repilot, the whole Chang arc where he takes over the school. It's just and the beautiful finale, and uh, just just a great show that like has whip smart dialogue and conceptual ideas and just hilarious characters who play off each other so well a very talented cast and you know like you mentioned with 30 rock uh with kenneth saying that he loved everybody in television i think abed nadir um also loves television as much as kenneth and his quote i think i just liked liking things is pretty perfect uh i just really liked liking community it had a pretty off season but still it can it just the way it made me feel is like and the character of Jeff Winger, it's just all of it is just so great and to make it my number one show. And I should just briefly mention the video game episode as well. Absolutely correct. As always, video game episode one of the greatest episodes I think our family has ever witnessed. Incredible. Frequently quoted. But you're right. As you're saying, community. I'm like, I should have put community on my list. Ren and I just rewatched it. I was just telling you about this, but. Rewatching it all at once, seeing it all the way through, all together, instead of one at a time as we had watched it as it came out, was such a wonderful experience to see all these arcs play out and see the characters grow and change and see the performers become really, really amazing. Like we were just talking about with characters really making shows, Community is one of the best examples of that. It absolutely is. Like, you know, the weekly argument for like, you grow with these characters and so many episodes they don't work unless you have had the history with them yes Uh, it's just great for that sort of thing uh but it's a great show i mean that can't be in everyone's top five so many great shows and i'm sure whatever is your number one i think i know what it is but i'm not going to say because you should say it i'm sure that you're going to guess correctly a show that anyone who knows me knows that i love also another show that Perhaps less optimistically, but still optimistically, we are holding out for a movie, just by the fact that it has ended, is Hannibal. Hannibal, it is, yes, Hannibal, that's what I was thinking it was. What did you love about Hannibal? What didn't I love about Hannibal? Every episode of Hannibal was its own small masterpiece. Every performance was amazing. The writing was phenomenal. I think season two is simply one of the greatest seasons I've ever seen. When I saw that tweet that said, like, what is the most perfect episode of television from this decade, my immediate response was my favorite episode, Mizumono. One of the greatest things I've ever seen in my entire life, including, like, natural wonders and things outdoors. Like, I love Hannibal so much. It's, uh, it is another network show as well. Um, probably one yeah. that you wouldn't expect to be on a network. But, uh... Certainly, that's an interesting trend on your list, um, but I think it's also interesting that uh, most of them were either NBC or Fox. I think that's very telling. Um, very telling, especially... Ren and I were actually just discussing this, but NBC, when they let their creators create, make some of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. And when they don't, make some of the worst shows I've ever seen in my life. 
they can definitely it's always they've always been the one that doesn't get the ratings but they have like the critical darlings except for like you can go back like cheers seinfeld and friends when they did get the ratings and then it kind of i bet if the office like was on now and it had this netflix life it would be insanely popular but no like hannibal was canceled because of low ratings community as well and maybe they'll survive on other platforms maybe not i really hope so i think Hannibal was the only show on either of our lists that the other person hadn't seen, um, which means I have not seen Hannibal. Um, but considering the fact that you've told me about Marvel and like Game of Thrones, and I was like, eh, and then I watched them, and I was like, oh, this is good. Perhaps I should watch Hannibal. That is the greatest thing you've ever said to me. I think I can count it as my birthday present this year. Well, I just saved five bucks. Heck yeah. What were you going to give me for five bucks? It was one of those uh, Japanese finger traps. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, they're we very expensive. We could have Bayberry Bowling instead. Well, that would I can get you token, uh, $5 in tokens to win it. Thank you. Phenomenal. Um, do you want to throw out any honorable mentions before we get out of here? Uh, I, I kind of mentioned some honorable mentions earlier. I liked Superstore. I liked Barry. I think 30 Rock was a, it was a good chunk into this decade. Yeah. Big shout out to 30 Rock. Half of season four and then the rest of the show. Yeah, loved, truly loved every second of 30 Rock. Well, it's great, great picks. Uh, I'll throw out some honorable mentions for Veep yeah. and uh, the OJ show. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? The, the Gianni Versace one, also phenomenal. Yes, American Crime Story as a whole was very good. Um, yes. And, but yeah, that was, that's, I think that's a, oh, and also got to shout out uh, The Office, um, which had a oh, yeah. great final run in the last four episodes of season nine, just beautiful. Um, but yeah, that's, that's television in the decade. Um, before, that's the only ones to watch. Absolutely. Don't watch anything else. Um, you won't get anything out of it, except maybe Fleabag. Um, oh, you know what? Yeah. Fleabag and Party Down, I think was also this decade. Yes. Party Down had season two this decade. Heck Yeah. Um, and then they forgot to renew themselves. Well, didn't Adam Scott say they have like they had like fourteen thousand viewers or something? Yeah, <laughs> and they were just like didn't submit themselves, and the show never came back. Well, rest in peace to Party Down. Um, before I let you get back to your life, would you, I know that there's a lot of uh, it chapter two. Um, there's a lot of book and website and all these things that you have going on. You're like the, uh, Jeff Goldblum of this podcast. Um, Wowie. Would you like to plug anything? Um, I guess people should read my stuff. You can follow me on Twitter. I also have a website that's NicoleMello.org. I can link to all this in the bio. Phenomenal, yeah. So, yeah, read my read my stuff. I have four books, and I have a ton of fan fiction. Everyone should read all of it. It's all great. And you're always seeking more Twitter followers. Always. Love people following me. Love begging for people to follow me. Well, we'll put this in the episode link, and maybe you'll get another Dave LeBlanc to follow you. Phenomenal. That's really what I'm looking for. It's just a Dave LeBlanc Thanksgiving follow. It really makes me really, really feel warm inside. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Dave.